This is the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Join the conversation and message Buck on Facebook, Instagram, or email teambuck at iheartmedia.com. He may read it on the show. Team Buck, welcome to the Freedom Hunt stacked Thursday show for you today. We've got Biden threatening anti-mask mandate governors. Uh, wearing masks, they're saying now, is good for kids, regardless of what it does when it comes to COVID. Oh, by the way, those clear barriers you've seen, those plexiglass things, even the New York Times admits they're moronic and do nothing. General Milley says there was no intel the Taliban would win in 11 days. Ho- uh, Hawaii and Oregon cases are skyrocketing. Not hearing a lot about that in the media. We'll get into that and more coming up here in just a moment. But, you know, you've got to have... A little edge to make money in the markets. You've got to have people or spend all your days uh, looking into research, doing everything you can. Or you can have experts that guide you in real time. I'd say go with the latter because you're probably busy like me. That's where carnivore trading comes in. You see, Wall Street wants you to think that trading is so hard you can't do it yourself. Well, no, that's not true. If you have good information in real time, you absolutely can. And you can crush it. I mean, make big money in the markets for yourself. Carnivore Trading is an anonymous elite team of Wall Street strategists. They're legends among the heavy hitters in the industry. They've gone a bit rogue. For the first time, they're inviting everyday folks like us to see and mirror their explosive trades. Sound too good to be true? Carnivore will let you see the trades they're making right now for two weeks free. Go to GetOurTrades.com, use promo code BUCK for two free weeks, and if you join, you'll get Carnivore's industry-leading promise. You'll generate three times your fees after your annual paid subscription, or you'll get a 100% refund Go to GetOurTrades.com, promo code BUCK. That's GetOurTrades.com, promo code BUCK. See website for guaranteed terms and conditions, past performance, not a guarantee of future earnings. I'm a carnivore. I'm using it. It's amazing. I've had great success with it so far. I really recommend you try it, too. Biden is still technically the president, so we got that going for us, which is not so nice. He is the guy who you have to call the commander in chief. And yesterday he spoke and you'd probably think to yourself, well, hold on a second. He's got he's got to take some time here to drill down, to focus in on what is most essential. And that, of course, would be what's going on in Afghanistan, the debacle of a withdrawal. No, actually, Biden wanted to make it about masks in schools yesterday that was what the speech was in the afternoon didn't take any questions on afghanistan it is a fact right now that the taliban spokesperson spokesman i think they would want i think the taliban would want me to say spokesman i'm just gonna put that out there but he has taken more questions about afghanistan than joe biden has they've got that whole free society thing versus totalitarian Islamic theocracy, you'd think the the former would actually be a little more open about the information with the press. But, you know, you can go on MSNBC if you're a Taliban spokesman, that's for sure. But here's Biden uh, misrepresenting the debate over masks in schools right now and, and also, of course, making sure that he refers to science and, and protecting kids, but they never actually show us any data, do they? Play clip one. Unfortunately... As we've seen throughout this pandemic, some politicians are trying to turn public safety measures, that is children wearing masks in school, into political disputes for their own political gain. Some are even trying to take power away from local educators by banning masks in school. They're setting a dangerous tone. For example, last week at a school board meeting in Tennessee, 
Protesters threatened doctors and nurses who were testifying making a case for masking children in schools. Intimidation and the threats we're seeing across the country are wrong. They're unacceptable. There, were, there was one guy at that Tennessee school board meeting, or maybe two guys, who yelled something stupid at some of the pro-maskers as they were leaving. There were like a thousand people there. But this is what they do. They won't actually engage with the argument. They won't actually deal with the facts and the reality, which is that masking up children in school is child abuse for over-anxious, cowardly adults. That's the truth. But they don't want to deal with that. They'd rather pretend that it's all those those anti-mask thugs. First of all, what Biden says isn't even true. The governors who are the who are banning masks or whatever in school, they're not they're saying that you have to have opt outs for kids in school. It has to be left to parental choice. They, they're not there is no school district that I'm aware of right now where if a parent wants their child to mask. They are not allowed to. You could say we're pro-choice about masking. Isn't it so interesting that the only thing Democrats are pro-choice about is killing babies in the womb, but they are absolutely opposed to choice when it comes to this, which we've known all along. Masking up children is is absurd. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't work. There are no eight-year-olds and 10-year-olds who are going to be wearing masks in such uh, in close proximity, that it has some epidemiological benefit, even if you believe that masks limit the spread of COVID in close quarters, which I do not because I can observe what is going on in the world. And if they had real data on this, you would know about it. If they had controlled studies on this, you would know about it. There's no control experiment. There's no effort to try to find out if this stuff actually matters or does not matter. And yet Biden, this is a classic Obama tactic, by the way. And Biden learned many things from from Obama. One of the one of the classic moments here is Biden saying that the other side is doing what he is actually doing. Right. They're deeply politicizing this now because there's a weird insecurity as well among the Fauciites that more people. I mean, Joe Rogan's even running around saying Fauci's basically a moron who's always wrong. By the way, Joe Rogan is 100 percent right. And he's not some right-wing Trumper. Yes, he was a Bernie Sanders voter. But he can see it. This is now obvious. Biden, though, says, oh, it's not about politics for our... It's about, it's about politics for the other side. You know, no, yeah, that's right. They're political ones. Play two. I've said before, this isn't about politics. It's about keeping our children safe. It's about taking on the virus together, united. I've made it clear that I'll stand with those who are trying to do the right thing. Last week, I called school superintendents in Florida and Arizona to thank them for doing the right thing and requiring masks in their schools. One of them said, we teach science, so we follow the science. The other said, they have a guiding principle, students first. I couldn't agree with more than I just couldn't agree more with what they both said. And that's why today I'm directing the secretary of education, an educator himself, to take additional steps to protect our children. This includes using all of his oversight authorities and legal action, if appropriate, against governors who are trying to block 
and intimidate local school officials and educators. Whoa, whoa, hold on a second. Legal action from the federal government against school districts or against governors who don't want school districts to be having mandatory mask mandates? What have I been telling you all along? I'm here right now in Tennessee. I'll be back in New York tomorrow. And Tennessee is a state that's supposed to be better. Now, by the way, it's not great here about the COVID stuff. You still have to mask, not just at the airport. You have to mask in in uh, rideshare services. People will still want you to put on. So there are there are big national level employers that still demand there's masking. And I do see some people here masking. And in the schools, they want kids to mask in Nashville. A lot of the parents do. The school district does. They're saying they're going to defy governors now. This is what they're trying to tell you. But what have I said all along? For those of you who have been writing into me for the last, oh, year or so, sorry, Buck, it's your problem in New York. It's not my problem in Montana or in Utah. Not really true. Not really true. Because the statist authoritarians are never going to leave you alone. It's not okay that you get to live your life in freedom in this country known as America while they still have an anxiety disorder and a lust for control. They're not going to let you go about your life. They've got the White House, my friends. They're planning on using that now. The Department of Education, the Department of Justice even. We'll see what they do. Get ready for that interstate travel vaccine mandate. And I know people, We've producer Mark told me, people are mad at me for getting the vaccine. Look, I see, notice, I tell you the truth. How many people in conservative media even tell you their vaccine status right now? I can tell you this right now. There are a lot of them who are saying, oh, it's, that's no, no, no one's business. Okay, I mean, it, it kind of is no one's business, but if you're going to have a big opinion on this, shouldn't you tell the truth? One way or the other? A lot of people that you know out there, because I know about some of them, there are lots of folks on the right who have gotten, by the way, Trump and his whole family vaccinated. Are, are, is that a betrayal? I just want to know. Are, is, that, is that a thing that we should all say, oh, my gosh, you know? They're vaccinated. So I, I'm just wondering. what. I, look, people, are. Uh, I'll, I will always take the heat for telling you the truth, and that's fine. But I'm not going to miss my brother's wedding because Bill de Blasio was a jackass. It's just not going to happen, right? I'm sitting here still fighting. But what people need to understand is I'm trying to fight to stop them from doing too you what they've done to me in new york because they're going to try they're going to try i can assure you of that they want to force you as well so that's what i think the important fight is i'm behind enemy lines in new york city the libs control things this is the way it is but they also control the federal government now and they want to force all of you to have to get the shot too you can say oh i'll be fine where i am really how 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 much freedom has there really been in Texas, for example, during the lockdowns? Uh, there were some lockdowns and mask mandates, and Florida was a bit better. But even in Florida, when I was in Miami, masks everywhere. Everybody had to mask up all the time. All kinds of weird COVID, you know, uh, COVID rules. Oh, speaking of stupid COVID rules, this in the New York Times today. Put this under the no, no blanking blank. I wish I, I could say it because we're only on podcasts with this, but I don't, you know, it's a family show. I know some of you got young ones listening. Those anti-COVID plastic barriers probably don't help and may make things worse. Clear barriers have sprung up at restaurants, nail salons, and school classrooms, but most of the time they do little to stop the spread of the coronavirus. What 
a shock to nobody. I mean, this is how many times have I made fun of these things? How many times have I made fun of these clear plastic barriers? Because anybody who sees this knows does nothing. Does nothing. There's no there's no world in which having some barrier up is going to stop the flow of submicroscopic particles in the air. You know, it, it would be a little bit like I mean, this is very similar to if if you were in a in a uh, a battlefield situation and you ha- and they were using chlorine gas on you or or they were using mustard gas. We'll go back to World War One mustard gas. And you said, oh, no, it's okay. I've put up a wooden barrier in front of me, so the mustard gas is not going to get to me. People would have thought you were a moron for that, right? I mean, you know, you'd be somebody who's going to be inhaling a lot of mustard gas. And guess what? Now they're finally saying, yeah, turns out these don't do anything. A study by researchers with the National Institutes for Occupational Safety and Health in Cincinnati tested transparent barriers in an isolation room using a cough simulator. The study, which has not yet been peer-reviewed, found that under the right conditions, taller shields stopped about 70% of the particles from reaching the counter on the other side. But the study's authors noted the limitations of the research, particularly the experiment was conducted under highly controlled conditions. The experiment took place in an isolation room with consistent ventilation rates that didn't accurately reflect real-world situations. The study didn't consider that workers and customers move around, and other people could be in the room breathing the redirected particles, and that many stores and classrooms have several stations with acrylic barriers, not just one, that impede normal airflow. If aerosol particles in the classroom air exist, those shields around students won't protect them, said the incoming dean of engineering at UC Davis. Depending on the airflow conditions in the room, you can get a downdraft into those little spaces you're now confined in, and cause particles to concentrate in your space. Those plastic barriers not only do not stop the virus, but may create, because of airflow changes, little pockets of extra virus. This is in the New York Times, friends. I just, I just want to know, at what point do people who believe all this crap from Fauci and the rest of them, at what point are they embarrassed? At what point do they say, wow, I'm uh, I'm just not as smart as I thought I was. The science. Yeah. The science. Doesn't work that way, does it? So I got to tell you, uh, I, I'm I'm worried about the future of this country for many reasons. One of them is just how many how many people can be controlled, how stupid the masses are. The herd is so incapable of thinking for or anyone within it thinking for himself or herself. And now the New York Times is going even further, though, because masking up kids in school, that's become very political. They're very drilled down on that. They believe in that a lot. Well, guess what? They're they're now saying uh, that actually, this was a, an opinion essay, wearing a mask can help your child learn. Um, quote, there is good reason to believe wearing a mask at school could actually improve certain social and cognitive skills, helping to strengthen abilities like self-control and attention. This is not to say that masks are preferable to no masks, all things being equal. Masks are inconvenient, uncomfortable, and bothersome. But as long as they are needed, we should take advantage of the fact that they offer distinctive opportunities for learning and growth. 
take language learning. It's true that masks cover our mouths, seeing our, but, but learning how to communicate involves a lot more than mouths, a reality that masks accentuate. It turns out that looking in the eyes is at least as important as mouth. I mean, guys, I can just go through this more. Masks make you a better learner now. There are advantages to, to wearing a cloth around your face that makes it hard to identify you, creates barriers between human connection, and is uncomfortable. This is what they actually think. This is what they actually believe. They're trying to justify this stuff by telling you it's better for you in some ways. They did say, oh, we're not saying masks, you know, if we have no, but they don't work against COVID either. Lunacy, absolute lunacy. These people are out of their minds. I got to tell you about Locals.com. Social media platforms wouldn't exist without the content creators out there. But they also, as you know, these social platforms, Facebook and Twitter, and they will, YouTube, one of the worst, they will crush you if you don't go along with the liberal leftist consensus. They'll shut you down. They'll shadow ban you. They'll block you. Well, guess what? Now we have a place where you can go to see content creators do their thing, like me, without any censorship based on politics. Locals.com has built the first social media platform that champions the true heroes of social media, the actual content creators. They don't have algorithms and shadow banning and all these things to discriminate against conservatives. It's just the content that I want to share with you, and it creates a a really personal connection between content creators and, and their respective audiences, their supporters. So Locals has put the power into the people's hands. No censorship, all right? There are so many wonderful creators already on Locals.com. Really think you should go check it out right now. Go to my site first, of course, BuckSexton.Locals.com. Again, that's BuckSexton.Locals.com. Please become a subscriber, a supporter. We're going to be doing live streams, Q&As, and there's just stuff that I'm posting at Locals that I'm not going to post anywhere else. So please go to locals, uh, Locals.com. My site, my page there is BuckSexton.Locals.com, team. Check it out. We got a lot of Americans that are very much still in harm's way in Afghanistan, thousands and thousands of them. And General Milley is out there telling everybody, oh, I didn't see anything that indicated there was going to be this crazy collapse. Play 14. The intelligence clearly indicated multiple scenarios were possible. One of those was an outright Taliban takeover following a rapid collapse of the Afghan security forces and the government. Another was a civil war. And a third was a negotiated settlement. However, the time frame of a rapid collapse, that was widely estimated and ranged from weeks to months and even years following our departure. There was nothing that I or anyone else saw that indicated a collapse of this army and this government in 11 days. Now, I understand that they want you to they want you to think this and know this. The General Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, he's telling you this because they, they certainly don't want you to think that they lied to you. Right. They know that's really bad. But isn't this also really bad? If the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff was not aware that a three allegedly 300,000 plus person army would completely roll over and and give up and say we're not fighting without without the US without US air cover and support we're not fighting isn't that also worthy of a resignation i mean it strikes me that that alone is a a, a really stunning admission 
I mean, it strikes me that that is completely unacceptable. And I, I mean, I used to work in the CIA. I can tell you, yes, the federal government, including the federal intelligence uh, agencies and the intelligence community, uh, they are in generally quite inept, bureaucratic, wasteful, slothful. They don't really know what they're doing. Uh, that's the truth. OK, that's the situation. And here we are seeing what that turns into, seeing what that means for the country. And so General Milley saying, hey, you know, this is just a, a thing that happened. Could have seen it coming, whatever. Mm, I don't think that's OK. I don't think that's OK. There's obviously a huge military intelligence apparatus as well. There's DIA. All the different branches have their own intel analysts and intel agencies. Nobody really understood that this this wasn't like a close a close thing, right? It's not, oh, we thought they'd last six months and they lasted five. They lasted a day. They, 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 there was no, it's like we were expecting a big civil war and there was no civil war. There was just the Taliban wins. That's what happened. And that's also why, obviously, we have so many Americans in harm's way and there's no real planning. There was no real contingency planning to get them out. They should have had every American who wanted to be out of Afghanistan safely out of the country before they even thought about taking it to this place where there'd be this rapid, rapid drawdown. I mean, it's it's so inexcusable. And I think that this is going to make it harder for the Biden administration to govern uh, in general. I think people have realized the emperor, you know, the senile emperor has no clothes. I think that's where we are. Now, there are people who will always think that Trump, orange man, bad, that that was the worst thing ever. They'll never change their minds. But I think there are people out there who realize that Joe Biden is not up for this at all. And never was. But also there are people that are very senior in the Biden administration whom it feels like are not up for this. I mean, here's Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, a man who I remember actually briefed a long time ago in Iraq when I was with the agency. That was it's funny what a small world it is. Here he is. Play 15. No distinction uh, bar between extracting someone in an in extremist condition or, or, or circumstance versus uh, going out and collecting up large numbers of, uh, of American citizens. Do you have the capability to go out and collect Americans? We don't have the capability to go out and collect up large uh, numbers of, of, uh, of people, Bart. Why? I've had so many people on the military side, you know, current and former, reaching out to me in the last few days saying, set up convoys, get the word out to Americans that this is where you need to be, and... You know, the Taliban decides that they're going to they're going to make a problem. Well, we're going to make a problem for them. I, I don't know. I mean, that's otherwise you got thousands of Americans who may not be able to get out of the country and they're going to be left to the Taliban and they're basically hostages. I mean, th- those seem to me to be the choices. Maybe there'll be some deal that is struck. Maybe we'll be in a place where uh, there's nobody left. Be- nobody left behind in a few weeks. But does anyone believe that really? I mean, you think that they're really going to get every? You think this administration that didn't prepare for this at all is now that we all see what's happening going to do a much better job about it? Here's my uh, my buddy, by the way, former CIA analyst Matt Zeller, my man Matt. He's on CNN. He said quite a week. He is very unhappy with it. And I'll just tell you this right now: he's not some super Trumper right wing guy. He's kind of a moderate. I'd say he's a moderate. Uh, He's center right. I've, I've known Matt for, oh gosh, I, I think I did the math on the show yesterday, 15 years, something like that. We go back quite a ways. 
Here he is, lighting it up on CNN, Play 17. Chaos. Absolute chaos. Pandemonium. There is tens of thousands of people who have surrounded the airport desperate to get in. There are Taliban checkpoints within 100 meters of U.S. Marines. And you're right, they're beating people in the crowds. I had a friend in the crowd last night who got beaten by Taliban soldiers with chains. And the Americans just have to stand there and do nothing. They have to stand there and watch it. They're, the Americans are being forced to use tear gas, to, to fire warning shots. You know, by the way, I, every time I hear those gunfire go off, all I can think of is those bullets have to come down somewhere. I, people could be inadvertently getting killed just by that gunfire. This is the exact chaotic evacuation and exit that the Biden administration was warned about and that they were desperate to avoid. And they're getting it and then some. And that's the truth. That's the truth. This is where we are. You got 5,200 5, plus U.S. troops on the ground in Kabul right now. So what's the what's really the Biden administration plan? What are they going to do? They're just telling us, well, we'll get as many people out as we can. We'll we'll see what happens. Here's Secretary of Defense Austin, play 16. We're going to get everyone uh, that we can possibly uh, evacuate evacuate it. And I'll do that as long as we possibly can until the clock runs out or we run out of capability. What happens then? What happens when they run out of capability, as he says? Hmm. That's a good question, isn't it? Biden sat down with George Stephanopoulos uh, and says, oh, no, don't worry. Everyone's going to stay. Everyone's going to stay. I mean, meaning that the U.S. military will stay until everyone is out. Even if it goes past the August 31st deadline. Play clip six. All troops are supposed to be out by August 31st. Even if Americans and our Afghan allies are still trying to get out, they're going to leave. We're going to do everything in our power to get all Americans out and our allies out. Does that mean troops will stay beyond August 31st if necessary? It depends on where we are and whether we can get ramp these numbers up to five to seven thousand a day coming out. If that's the case, we'll be, they'll all be out. Because we've got like ten to fifteen thousand Americans in the country right now, right? And are you committed to making sure that the troops stay until every American who wants to be out is out? Yes. Okay. You heard what he said. Now, you've also heard Biden say other things that turned out to either not be true or that he went back on and just did not care very much. But you heard what he said. He's he's telling you that U.S. troops are going to stay till everyone gets out. How long do you think that's going to last? What incentive does the Taliban really have to think, think about this? They don't have to do all that much. They just have to, day in and day out, not let Americans through. Even if some get through, as long as a lot of them don't, they still maintain this leverage with the U.S. government. This is a disaster. I mean, this is crazy. We have an enemy regime in control in a country with 15,000 Americans at risk. I mean, this is way beyond the parameters of possible disaster that anybody had previously considered. But when you look at the uh, Biden administration, it's actually not surprising. This is who Biden and his team are. They are incompetent. They don't know what they're doing. They've been propped up by the media. So in a sense, it, it does not surprise me in the least that this is the situation in which we find ourselves, even if it's different than I could have predicted. Yeah, when you think about it, of course these idiots don't know what they're doing. 
Joe Biden. His vice president is Kamala Harris. For God's sakes, think about that for a second. She could be commander-in-chief in the not-too-distant future, given the way the Democrat Party is. Wow. A lot of thoughts on a lot of thoughts on that one, that's for sure. So, friends, I'm going to keep following this very closely. And uh, just to tell you, tomorrow uh, we'll do some roll call. So you hear from our buddy, Producer Mark, and uh, we'll do some of your thoughts. And, yes, I know I've seen uh, a lot of thoughts about vaccines and things and, you know, the vaccine passport in New York. So maybe we'll get into some of that tomorrow as well. Appreciate you always uh, listening, though, and, and staying here with me. And uh, this is the, the most the most fun that uh, I could have in 30 minutes is doing this show every day. So please pass the buck. Tell people about the Buck Sexton Show podcast. And I'll be back with you tomorrow. Shields high.